0: I'm your host, Kareem Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Well, welcome back to Breaking Free Authentically. Today, we finally are at episode 69, so you know what that means. We are gonna have some fun today. We have Toverlin, aka the sex god, back with us for episode 69, which is very fitting because he's hilarious for one. Two, it's just a really fun conversation. We have good banter, so Of course, when you're talking about such a serious topic as 69, you need someone to lighten up the conversation, otherwise it could get a little bit too heavy. (laughs) Anyways, this is a fun, fun conversation, but also very informative for those of you who are in the lifestyle and have questions on how to deal with things and how to... Navigate, how to have conversations with your partner, how to operate as a solo uh, potential unicorn, or how not to be a unicorn hunter, for example. We cover a lot of things in this very long two-hour conversation. I figure it's okay for episode 69 because it's kind of a special episode, special number for, you know, a sex positive type people. So I'm just going to leave it. I'm not going to make it a two part. So you can press pause if you don't have time to listen the full two hours. But I promise you it's worth it. There's a lot of juicy stuff uh, you might learn more about me than um, maybe you should. I don't know. But there it is. If you want to know more about me, more about my preferences and things, then, you know, have a listen to this podcast. We talk about, is it really about sex? Is the lifestyle really about sex? Or is it really only about sex? Or is it as much about sex as what we think, most of us have found that that is not necessarily the case. So, I want to know if you agree with this. Have a listen and let me know if this has been some of your experiences, or if you found this helpful, if you have learned something amongst our jokes and our fun as we discuss 69... The lifestyle, polyamory, perhaps other things. There might be talk about boobs or other sex positions. But I can guarantee that it is fun. We also answer some of your questions. I was really surprised at how many questions were not sent in. But we did. If you sent in your questions and wrote them down on the Facebook page, or in one of the groups where I asked, then we did ask your question and answered it. So have a listen to that. If you were one of those people, then yeah, we definitely had a Q and A. We talked about compersion conversations, which Topher Lynn has authored, and we discuss how to use that with your partner, with a group, and it's really just, it's a way to bring awareness to things that you might not have thought about, to talk about. I also talk about the importance of giving space for fantasy and talking about desire and how things make you feel, and and having a container of safety for having discussions before you ask a question and quote-unquote get permission or set your boundaries, those have to be two different conversations. So have a listen to that because I think that's a very helpful conversation. I'm not sure what else to draw your attention to at the moment, but I think that you will be surprised at how much great information is in this podcast episode. I was quite pleased that we actually sort of kept on track, and it wasn't just all silly games. Uh, We had a lot of fun recording it. I was up very late last night editing, so I'm hoping that it all goes well, but you know what? We're all about authenticity here, so you get what you get. I am very proud of this episode. It has been a very, very busy holiday, and past week, it's been insane. So I am proud that we did get this done, and here is episode 69. Do you feel like you've been sold a fairy tale when it comes to sex and love? Why isn't it working? Why am I not fulfilled or satisfied? Why do I have a deep longing for more? Maybe you've had some of these thoughts. Did you know it's not your fault? That's right. You've been brainwashed since childhood with disempowering beliefs about sex and relationships. This is known as the mono mindset. If you're tired of feeling stuck, you're ready for Breaking Free from Conformity, the eight-week program where you will learn how the mono mindset has set you up for failure in relationships, why you think of sex as wrong or taboo, why you judge yourself, You will finally learn how to have empowered relationships with confidence and success. Many of my clients have said, Corrine, I didn't know I had choices. I thought I needed a partner to feel complete. I thought I was supposed to suppress my desires to have a successful relationship. What if you could learn to love yourself and your desires without guilt? Well, you can with Breaking Free from Conformity, the eight-week program shifting the subconscious programming that is keeping you stuck. It's not your fault. You weren't given a choice. It's time to break free and start living your life. To register, go to offers.kareenbedard.com forward slash BFFC for breaking free from conformity. I can't wait for you to find ultimate freedom and create an empowered relationship for yourself. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically, our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Well, hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Breaking Free Authentically. It is 2024. And this is episode 69. The episode you've all been waiting for. Well, at least the episode I've been waiting for. (laughs) And my guest today is Mr. Topher Lynn from Canadian Elephants. Welcome back. hi tover i can't imagine doing this with anybody else um because you are the sex god
1: you know what you are the only person i would 69 with
0: <laughs> that's a total total lie but thank today. you i will today
1: say- <laughs> i am setting my limits you were the only person i would 69 with today
0: <laughs> well good good to know good to know um because yeah, I mean these are important, important questions. So Chris, welcome back. I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you would 69 me today.
1: Yep, you're you're actually top three on my list today. And <laughs> but you know what? The other two? No, I, I've put them aside. Oh just just you, just you today. I appreciate just
0: me. It. I mean it's too just bad we're me. like what? 2 hours away, 3 hours. Yeah, away.
1: other than other than that, this would have been very successful 690.
0: Yeah, that's true, that's true. It's a little hard to do over Zoom, isn't it?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Not nearly as satisfying, but we'll we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot.
0: <laughs> no, we did. We did try, everyone. We tried to do this episode like in person. And there were talks about doing this episode naked. And we could do naked on Zoom. It's just not quite the same because, like, really, my boobs don't reach the screen, so there's no point in being cold. So <laughs> you can I rub them up my, against
1: the screen. Just I put my, my sweater purpose. back
0: on. <laughs> I did give so, you a little. I did give you a little flash, though, didn't yeah,
1: I? Very nipply. Very nipply.
0: <laughs> very nipply. <laughs> Oh, it's snowing outside, so it would be definitely be nipply if I'm nipply there. out
1: there. <clears throat> it is. And uh and that's why I'm not naked right now, because it's very unimpressive. Oh <laughs> at 20 degrees in the house. It needs to be a little about 24 before anything at least <laughs> remotely reaches impressive.
0: Oh, uh, well, you know. It's okay. It's okay. This <laughs> appreciate that. This is a world where you get to be yourself and those things don't matter. They really don't because it's what's inside that counts.
1: Well, hallelujah. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that a little bit because I mean, episode 69, like what could we do today? There's so many ways this could go.
1: Well, I mean, obviously the 69 position in, in itself, we could probably spend an hour talking about that.
0: We probably could. Although like I don't know is is 69 a position that you do enjoy?
1: I think most guys enjoy a 69. I think it's women that get a little uh distracted with a 69. Mhm.
2: Hey. I
1: my own personal opinion, I just think <clears throat> men are more visual sexually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the um, the act of, of getting a blowjob while you have this incredible view over your face right, is a huge turn on. Okay, I think so, for women.
0: So there you go right there. Um, one of the reasons probably why men enjoy 69 more often because you just said the view over my face, which indicates that you would be on the bottom. Definitely. Okay. So that is the issue, right? That is is the issue right there. So. (laughs) I mean, I'm
1: I'm 250 pounds. Do you really want me sitting on your face? I don't think so.
0: (laughs) But honestly, it is a tough position for women because you got to like, hold your weight up on your arms, be positioned properly over the face and if you've got short legs, you might be too close. You might have to like get your knees in a certain position, so you're concentrating on that, trying to relax and and you know, um, enjoy the pleasure. But meanwhile, you've got a cock in your mouth and maybe down your throat because you're like not always able to prop yourself up in a good position, and so. It requires a lot of concentration, maneuvering, discomfort. It yeah, is not my favorite. Good. It
1: all sounds good to me. I, I'll be lying on the bottom. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very comfortable.
0: Uh huh. Uh
1: huh. <clears throat> also, in where your, do you? View.
0: Where do your feet go? I, I, my feet are now in <laughs> the headboard. Right. And and my yeah. And then. It's really so the
1: reality of sex and sex positions <clears throat> is not porn.
0: No, no, let's let's really cut to the chase on that one. Um I
1: think the biggest difference of a porn sex position versus reality was the DP.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is yeah.
1: Like that is the the widest difference of anything we've ever seen in porn and then tried to recreate <laughs> that and um when we were <laughs> when we were the first time I'm gonna say so you for st- the
0: audience just a second yes for those who don't know what DP is oh right uh Topher, would you like to to describe DP I can do it but it's more fun to watch you. <laughs>
1: It's you're gonna watch me squirm a little. (laughs) So double penetration can be double penetration in the vagina or one the vagina, one the anus. So depending on the woman, uh, if they don't like you know uh anal uh but have the room (laughs) vaginally, they uh you're gonna have to you know organize the guys, organize. Uh, dicks and balls and legs and everything to try and insert two at the same time, yeah, very small area.
0: Legs actually is the biggest problem. Oh,
1: legs are a huge problem.
0: Legs is is the biggest problem. Um, I'm a fan of of the DVP, as you would say.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, I mean, you said DP, there's two kinds, so we like to call it DP is double penetration, which is the typical like vagina and then anus anal penetration uh, at the same time okay? right um but then dvp is double vaginal penetration so that's right. what we've deemed it so every time so i'm in toronto right every time i take the dvp now the don right. valley pa- parkway has a whole different meaning to me now
1: i mean that's a lot of a lot of people that's on the dvp
0: a lot of people <laughs>
1: That's congested. That's oh my called gosh. the congested DVP.
0: Okay. Before we get <laughs> going here, like this this could take a this could be a train of its own, just going all kinds of places, which the beauty of us two doing this podcast together, which is one of the reasons I chose you to do this, is because I know we're gonna have a lot of fun. It's just gonna be laughs, we're gonna be serious. Yeah, good luck editing but, Pardon?
1: Good luck editing this one.
0: No, I'm planning on not doing a lot of editing. Okay. I really, I don't want to have to do a lot of editing. I think raw and unfiltered is the way to go for episode 69. Um, And you and I have a really fun chemistry and and we have a good banter. So I think that this is just going to be fun. At least if nobody else has fun listening to it, we will at least have fun recording it and it will start our day off. Well, okay. So... We've got that. Um, But before we get into it much, Topher, do you want to give us a little bit of info about yourself for those who haven't listened to the other episode?
1: Okay, first of all, what are they doing not listening to the other episodes?
0: I don't know.
1: Seriously, folks, if you haven't listened to the other episodes, go back (laughs) a few, at least, any anyway. But
0: I, I'm looking up the episode number right now because it's it 52
1: that or something. I can't remember. Anyway,
0: I think it might be, but I'm you keep introducing yourself. And by the time you're done introducing yourself, I will have that information for you. Okay.
1: So, uh, my wife and I have been in the lifestyle for 16 years. We started basically very shortly after we started dating. And, um, realized that although both of us had been approached in the past um, about doing something lifestyle related it wasn't until we met each other and, and that we realized that we were comfortable moving forward in the lifestyle even though we didn't know what it was at that point we just knew there were certain things that we would we were willing to experiment and try based on how much we loved and trusted each other And we finally felt comfortable to move forward. So that's how we got our start. Um, And over the years, we've developed within the lifestyle. We've changed what our needs are, um, how we approach things. And maybe seven or eight years ago, we realized that one of the main things that we loved, truly loved about uh, being in the lifestyle was the friendships the connections the laughter
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh the closeness that we had with other with other couples and singles that we connected with and uh, we started a social group um back then uh, truly almost as a bit of a joke in the sense that we we had a, a couple of small parties and we decided the group needed a name and uh you know we started you know getting together with a, a small group of people and it was very social based we weren't it wasn't sex parties it was we not orgies these were getting together and laughing and chatting and sharing stories and and even getting to know each other's families and getting to know each other's kids and so on um Sex was a portion of those relationships, but it wasn't the relationship. And um, the group kind of grew and uh, snowballed, and uh, and then as the group grew, our um, what was the original events name? group? The original name of the group was called the Vanilla Friends Suck Group, and uh, that's still a group that is live um, on, uh, on one of the lifestyle websites and uh as the group grew we started doing bigger events we took over a winery uh for a weekend uh you know we'd get group tickets to a concert or Oktoberfest. uh you know baseball games whatever things that we could do socially as as a group in the vanilla world but then you know we all shared the secret together and you know under um under the right conditions, behind closed doors, you know, more would happen, but that wasn't the, the point of the relationships. Um, and, uh, as again, as the, the group grew and evolved, um, we realized that, uh, you know, there were certain aspects of, um, of being in charge of this kind of group where we had a responsibility, where people were asking us questions, asking us, for guidance as the as newbies into the world and so we became um certified uh sexual health coaches as well to add i guess education uh to our answers you know beyond just our own experiences Mm -hmm. it's one thing to tell people well look this is this is what we think because this is how it happened to us um versus having a little bit more you know, uh, formalized education behind it and go, okay, yeah, this is how we approached it. But, you know, here is, you know, a more clinical version of an answer paired with our experience. And that's been really helpful. Um, And then since then, we, we've written a book um, and uh, we released a lifestyle um, icebreaker game, um, a card game. And those have been great. We've had so much fun with uh, with both of those. Um, not only playing them, testing them out, uh, but getting people's reactions. Um, there, you know, people sending us photos of, their, <laughs> you know, their clothes all over the floor and the game, you know, sort of spread out over a coffee table and and stuff like
0: that. So it's been sure, alright. I'm pretty sure you have a picture of my boobs. Probably. Yeah, it's my and, screensaver. Yeah, it's your screensaver. Playing the game. I think you I think it's on your on your website, isn't it? It is.
1: It is on the uh <laughs> it is on you the website. See,
0: if you wanna see my uh what do you say, like uh internet version? Safe version of my boobs. Um, it's on the yeah, you're using the cards like pasties, basically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Sip Stripper Smooch is the name of the game, and this is a good time to say that it was episode 52. If you have not listened, go back to 52 and we talk about the game Sip Stripper Smooch. And we promised you all that we would do another episode, so here we are. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit of, about your book, Compersion Conversations. Um, you have a new forward in your book.
1: Yeah. So this, um, there's this uh, incredible woman who uh, I've gotten to know and has seen her tits, uh, <laughs> who uh, you guys may know as well. And uh, the sex positive relationship <laughs> designer, Corinne Bedard was nice enough to write a forward for our book. And uh, the book is available on, uh, on Amazon uh, for purchase. And it's called the compersion conversations. It's a, it's a lifestyle discussion um, format for making deeper connections with, uh, with like-minded friends. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the best way I can, I can describe it. It's a series of a hundred questions uh, statements with a space beside each question for you to take notes and, um, and evolve, let, uh, see that you can, um, see where you are now versus where you end up in a couple of years. I know for us, uh, if we had answered a lot of these questions early on, we would have completely different answers a few years later and then
2: mm-hmm.
1: slightly different answers a few years after that. So uh, it's meant to be sort of a living document where you can, you can have these conversations with others. You can have it just between the two of you and mm-hmm. uh, and really sort of break down some of the the questions and reasons why you're in the lifestyle, what you're hoping to get from it, what you... What you think of question A or B or C that you probably didn't discuss with each other? I mean, a lot of times we get into the lifestyle. I think you know we hear from a lot of people who you know, they just have a lot of fantasies, but they haven't really talked about the realities.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and you know, sort of bring it back to what we were talking about—the realities of some of these sex positions. I mean, 100% guilty of you know initially thinking that we were going to perform some of these, you know, wild scenes that we had seen in porn. And then you go and do them and they're fucking awkward and ridiculous. (laughs) And, oh, I don't have a 12 inch dick. So I can't, uh, it's only 10. (laughs) They can't get that weird angle that you see in porn where the guy is like almost beside her. And the other guy's almost beside her, and they're both fucking her from opposite angles. They're like, oh yeah, okay. Well, you know, we could totally do that. Well, wait, no, you need a fucking 14-inch dick to be able it's to do true. that.
0: <laughs> it's true, like a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I I think I might call this episode, is it really about sex? Because I really think that it's something that. Yeah. I've heard it said, you come into the lifestyle for the sex, but you stay for the connections, friendships and community. And it's so true because I think that people don't necessarily associate sex with friendship. It's like this this other this exciting thing, that taboo thing we don't talk about, right? You can't possibly combine that with friendship and just be normal and like sit around joking around with people that you are having a barbecue with, but you also have sex with. Like That doesn't, you you can't even come, it doesn't make sense in your brain before you're in this world that those two things could happen simultaneously and be absolutely normal.
1: Right, and I think the biggest issue is that People are, you know, that are coming into the lifestyle have so many misconceptions that
2: mm-hmm.
1: they don't know where to start. Yeah. And they all have the same misconceptions or very similar. They all think their misconceptions or their ideas of the lifestyle are unique mm-hmm. and don't realize that they share that same anxiety or same fear or same excitement
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, with everyone that's getting into, the, that tries, this, dabbles, whatever. And that they are one of a million people that are still, you know, that are looking for a unicorn and think that they yeah. can, you know, put a, post a, uh, a random photo of themselves and that women are going to be flocking to them, right? <laughs> you know, uh, or not post a photo at all online and still expect that they're going to somehow magically meet this perfect single woman that wants to you know um them on on a regular basis and i mean you just you see it every time you go online that uh you can spot the newbies you know because (laughs) they're they're asking for the same thing that every newbie my wife and i are
0: just looking for a single female to have sex with to have a threesome with blah 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 blah. now here's the difference if you post that in a lifestyle group or a swinger group that's going to be received very differently (laughs) Mm than if you go to a polyamory group and post the same thing oh right oh my goodness uh, if you post that in a polyamory group, all the Vikings will come out <laughs> calling you a unicorn hunter and blah, 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 blah. And I find it kind of sad sometimes. I, I agree that unicorn hunting, as they call it. Um, so a couple that is polyamorous and is come that it actually is polyamorous and and polyamory is about multiple loving relationships okay so it's not the same as the lifestyle which is not necessarily full-fledged emotions where you are in full-fledged committed relationships with other people that are loving and you know you don't share that emotion in the same way
1: poly light
0: yeah. And that's why, like, again, if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me say multiple times that um, ethical non-monogamy is on a spectrum. And and we were talking earlier about swinging as opposed to the lifestyle, as opposed to uh, open relationships and polyamory, you know, and um, relationship anarchy and all these kinds of things. They all fall under this spectrum, right? Yeah. But. But at the core of it, like if you're in a polyamory group, um, the expectation, which I hate that there's expectations, but the expectation is always um, it must be fair and equitable and everybody has the same sort of rights and and equality, which is great in concept. But when you're in an established relationship coming coming into an established relationship coming into a polyamorous world or, or situation sometimes that isn't going to be able to happen exactly how you know we'd like this utopia of like fairness and equality and it it is nice it is nice to try to do that but that's not always feasible based on time and resources and things like that and this is where being really clear in our desires and our communication and clear about what our boundaries are is so important, which I've learned over the past little while, just how, um, just the importance of listening to your body and not having shame about what you want and don't want, just being clear about it. Anyways, if someone, if a couple comes in and they're like, we are looking for a single female, we want to have a relationship with her, And we want her to love both of us equally, basically, and, you know, to live happily ever after. Right. Um, that right there is setting you up for failure, that idea of just going to find a woman that's going to love both of you equally. Because- right. Well, I think
1: there's a difference between looking for someone who is a solo poly female versus mm-hmm. looking for a unicorn and... And unicorn, I think, has just got a bit of a, a negative connotation within the lifestyle because it w- is really referring to a person as a thing as, instead of
0: as but a person. But a unicorn, like when, a, when swingers or lifestylers use the term unicorn, it's a bit more of a fun, lighthearted thing. Like Definitely. rare. We can all take right? ourselves
1: a little too seriously.
0: Yeah. Like a, a unicorn is simply just something that's rare and hard to find, which- We need to recognize that that's the case. This is rare and hard to find. Um, Unicorn hunters are sort of bashed because um, of the expectation behind it. Not because of their desire. Like, here's the difference. You can have whatever desire you want. But when you come in, you know, setting up these like, this is the expectation. This is what has to be and blah, 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 blah. It has to, you know, the she has to love me the same as she loves him and blah, 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 blah. You're going to run into some issues because the thing about relationships is they have their own identity. They have their own trajectory, if you will. And they shape and develop because it's two people entering. Right. The- it's like
1: trying to recreate a porn scene you can't
0: exactly. you can't
1: you can't direct you know a relationship any more than you can sex quite frankly i mean uh we tried it doesn't work no <laughs> it's, and it's, so
0: i think a lot of people are looking for a threesome and go to a poly group thinking polyamory is synonymous right, with right. sex porn sex swinger lifestyle type sexuality right. um and they they just get bashed and i i feel so bad cuz i'm like are so i'll go to those people and i'll be like are you looking for more of a sexual transaction where you just want to experience a threesome with someone and you just want to have fun or are you actually looking for full-on relationships because those two things are very different. And if you're looking for just a threesome experience and to fulfill some fantasies, let me direct you to this side of the pond, (laughs) you know, to the lifestyle side of the pond. Let's get out of the polyamory tank for a moment here because you're going to be crucified. You don't don't you're looking a fast food
1: restaurant looking for a gourmet meal
0: exactly so um in the polyamory world you can absolutely want to have relationships with people but you have to be open to the fact that that's that's not what a quote unquote poly unicorn is going to be coming into a relationship for she's not coming into the relationship to to fulfill your sexual fantasies with your partner
2: yeah, that's, no, that's
0: not what Polly is about. And so you have to really know your world. And so that's why I'm here. <laughs> I can help with that, like to help you understand, like, where's the best place to find what I'm looking for? And let's identify what it is that you are looking for. What's your desire? Is that desire ethical? Is that desire realistic? You know, is that something that is goes against the ethics of a certain group or this or that? And what's the best way to approach asking that question? Because the way you word the question might be night and day, right, with the responses that you get.
1: Well, I think, uh, you know, to your point, you know, what are you looking for? I think uh, a lot of people getting into the lifestyle don't know what they're looking for no. and, and why should they in the sense that it's all brand new. So <clears throat> they don't know what they don't know um yep. and that's kind of the point of the book to some degree um is that it forces you to ask questions of each other and of yourselves of you know what what am i going to get out of this i mean these are questions we've had to ask ourselves over the years and that's really you know I, I joke around a little bit but you know truthfully you know we we obviously don't know all the answers but we we do know a lot of the right questions. Yeah. Right. And that's where this sort of came from, is that we realized we know a lot of the right questions. Uh, everyone's answers are going to be different. So there's no point in us trying to fabricate answers for others. I mean, we we, we can we can definitely help guide people that you know, uh, as far as our own experiences, our own training has gone. But if you were to ask me a lot of questions about uh, BDSM—that is not within my training, and it's not within our our experiences. I'll pass you on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. If you're going to ask me questions about being in the lifestyle, being with another couple, uh, being solo within the lifestyle, even though you are with, um, you know, a significant other, then they either are playing sometimes or or not playing. Um, you know, there's aspects of the lifestyle that. I don't wanna say we're experts in, we just have a lot of experience and education in. And doing that, we've learned a lot of these questions. And I think one of the one of the things that uh, a lot of people coming in don't do is ask themselves enough questions about why. Why are they doing this? Mm-hmm. What are they hoping to get from it? Is it just a bucket list of, of sexual positions? That is a different requirement than having connections with others, um, feeling attractive. you know some people I think want that, um, you know, that uh, that feeling, that energy of being with somebody new, mm-hmm. that excitement of being with somebody new and they're having a hard time necessarily. Putting that into words and expressing that to their their partner saying you know sex with each other is fantastic we're very comfortable we love each other there's you know a lot of compassion and caring in our sex but that excitement of being with somebody new you can't fabricate that
2: mm-hmm.
1: in a long-term couple so is that the reason they the that butterfly of being with somebody new, but still having that safety of being there with your partner. So there's a lot of questions that I don't think new couples necessarily ask each other because they don't know what to ask each other. They're not sure
0: where to start and where to stop. Okay. So if let's say you are a couple that has been together for a long time and you've never experienced anything like this, you've never really heard about it. And then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, that sounds kind of exciting to have sex with other people. And there's a lot of fantasies that like to play out. Um, Like you have this idea that, oh, the lifestyle is a place where those fantasies are going to be able to be lived out, right? That might be all you know about this world. That might be all you know. And, and it's not wrong. There, it's not wrong. It's not but it's wrong. It's not the full picture. It's not the full picture. But how would you know unless you come into this world? And and I think that's what I want to talk about a little bit today. Um, because is it wrong? Is it wrong to want to come into the lifestyle to fulfill different fantasies and and have your sexual desires met? Is that right? Absolutely not. Okay. Does that require- It's
1: just just a different part of the lifestyle.
0: Right. Does that require a different approach?
1: 100%.
0: Okay. So let's talk a little bit about that Um, because I think a lot of people will come in and they will be like, come to the club for the first time. They're like, okay. They're like on the hunt. We're gonna we're down to fuck, like we want to fulfill these fantasies. Right. They're bucket list. They're bucket
1: list people, right? (laughs) Right. So we see newbies that are either wildly um shy and cautious, or they're like, let's get all these things on our list, check, 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 check. I mean we knew a couple that had been in the lifestyle for a year. And at the point, I think we'd been in the lifestyle for 10, you know, it's been 16 now, but at the time, I think we'd been in the lifestyle for 10. They did more in a year Mm -hmm. than we had done in 10, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, they pushed every boundary possible for that year. And now they're barely active in the lifestyle at all. Like they pushed every boundary they were going to push. They swang from the rafters <laughs> and now they're like, okay, well, you know, we're done.
0: I feel and- like that, that's a thing with novelty a lot of times, right? Like, so for me, an empowered relationship, it's connection, safety, and novelty. And the novelty side, the lifestyle is definitely one of those places that you can find novelty for your relationship. And here's the thing for me, like when you, if you come into the lifestyle, okay, let's say it's your first night. You come in, your goal is to just fuck other people, and you come in and you're just like uh you come off as sleazy to some people, where you're just like trying to hit up people and you're just like trying to, you know, flirt and connect and yeah, trying to get them to the back.
2: That's
1: okay? why I use my Barry White voice. Hey, <laughs> <Very> baby. <braver. laughs> How
2: you doing? Okay,
0: so there's that. And and if you're doing it that way, you might come off as sleazy. Um because you are coming into a world that you don't realize is full of connection, community, friendship, all of that. You're coming in and you have one goal, but you're not making that goal known. Exactly. So here's a different scenario. Let's say you walk in, okay. Mm-hmm. You've got a bucket list. Tonight, I would really like to try DP. Say, we okay? should get
1: those people T-shirts with a list on it. You know, big, <laughs> big like a box that they can check, and they can just come in tonight with you know one of them circled. You know who's oh, in?
0: Man. Oh man! I mean, there are. See, the thing is, there are some nights like m4 club around here has those kinds of nights like the bucket list type of nights so Mm. they have down to fuck tuesdays like dtf um and those are like specific nights where you know that you're going there and other people are also looking to fulfill fantasies and like they're there not to make friends and hang out and just have a good time some yes of course some are always like that but um the idea is there's certain things that you're wanting to try and there might be other people there that are willing. There's a clear
1: goal and agenda for the evening.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But there is nothing wrong with having that goal and agenda. It's the approach, right? So let's say you come into the club and you have like, okay, my partner and I, we've decided this is something we'd really like to try. And we'd like to find someone that might be willing to do that. I, if you come in and you start to get to, you know, like mingle a little bit, not sleazy mingling, just mingling a little bit, and you say, hey, we've got a bucket list tonight and we're looking for some people that might be able to fulfill that bucket list. We think that you're sexy. We think that you're nice and we've enjoyed sort of mingling with you. Are you someone who is into that kind of thing? Do you have certain fantasies are you willing to engage in fantasies like what it what what do you do how do right. you do the lifestyle that right there 100% not creepy 100% but
1: there's no wrong way to be in the lifestyle other than being no. dishonest
0: Right. No. Okay. There's no wrong wrong way. way.
1: There's no wrong way to be in the lifestyle other than dishonesty. So whether it's being dishonest with the people you're, Mm -hmm. you're meeting or dishonest with the, your, your partner, um, you know, which makes it no longer ethical or consensual. I mean, it's just cheating. Um, If you are approaching it on a purely sexual um, basis where you are, only looking for, like you said, the bucket list portion. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, if you are, if you are upfront, if you are honest with people, if you, you know, if you're not uh, trying to schmooze people into into friendship just for the sex, and then you, you know, you move on, and mm-hmm. you're treating people, you know, you're catfishing people with with uh, with more of a relationship style friendship. Mm-hmm. Until you get what you want and you move on. So really, realistically, there's no wrong approach to the lifestyle, whatever that is for you. Let's
0: reframe that. Let's reframe that. There is a wrong approach in the lifestyle. There's not a wrong desire in the lifestyle. Can we say it that way? Because you can want the lifestyle for whatever reason you want. Right. But there is definitely a right and a wrong approach. <laughs> when you are in the lifestyle so like if you if you want to be successful let's just say right. if you want to be successful and there are some people who are always approaching with this energy of lack and victimhood kind of thing like uh oh, nobody likes me and it could be your energy if you are up front right away and be like, hey, we are a DTF couple, we're a down to fuck couple, we have some bucket things that we'd like to do, and we're interested in including you in those things, would you be up for that? Now the discussion is about that, and it's, it's really clear. at that point. Yeah. And so if you're not there to make a lot of friends and connections necessarily, you're not going to... S- You're not going to need to spend the time just kind of getting to know people and things like that. Um, And the thing is, there's a lot of us that are out there that do want to make those connections, and that's really important to us first and foremost, and maybe that's the only thing that's important. We might never get to the sex, and that's fine with us. So in order to establish who your people are, it's very good to, without shame, establish what it is you're looking for and i think that's the thing and that's why i always go back to everything i do is rooted in this this shroud of shame like everything that we do is based on how we see ourselves um in the face of shame and guilt so if i have any kind of shame about what my desire is in the lifestyle I'm going to approach things in a way that is not authentic. So, Right, and, and
1: fear of rejection, right? So yeah. <clears throat> I think, especially for newer newer couples, um, they are, you know, afraid that what they're looking for is maybe weird or odd or exactly. not going to be accepted by others. And, uh, you know, there's definitely going to be a, a group that does not want what they want. But exactly. If you are more upfront about what you want. Um, you know, we see this uh, a lot on profiles. Uh people online, you know, posting and they will show, <clears throat> you know, graphic crotch shots and cum shots and you know, spreading their labia or spreading, you know, everything. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: And then Their description of what they want is, you know, close friendships and, you know, they (laughs) want to be taken seriously and, you know, they're not for one night stands and Okay. What you're showing and what you're saying are completely different,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, um, saying that you want something and deeper connections and then, you know, showing, uh, you know, your legs spread and a you know a real big close up of your vagina is not not indicative of what your desires are. However, yeah. if you just want to get laid and say, "Look here, here's my happy bits. Do you like my happy bits? Would you like to touch my happy bits? That's all <laughs> I'm interested in." Then just say it. Just say, "Look, yeah. we're here to fuck." We would like someone who finds our happy bits extremely attractive. <laughs> Please come and play with them. At <laughs> least it's honest and it's <laughs> upfront, right? Um, it's that, uh, you know, bait and switch or, or, or just not knowing what to do. And we see that again with some newer couples where well,
0: that's the they thing. don't know what to
1: do. So they just post the most outrageously graphic photos, thinking that that's what they have to do. That's
0: exactly it. Let's just say that's it right there. This is what people think that the lifestyle is. So their desire might be, we want people that are like us and that just want to be open and they're cool. And we're just like, we really want that. But we feel like in order to be accepted in this world, we have to be this like porn people that are Posting these kinds of pictures because these are the kinds of pictures that are required here. So right. there is a disconnect. And that's why I wanted to ask the question, is it really about sex? And Is I the lifestyle think, about sex? Yeah, I think people think, like for me, I was so afraid to not have a shaved pussy. Because I thought, oh, that's not going to be attractive and people are going to reject me. Yeah, I'm to talk the- to you about that. But at the same time, I'm allowed to be who I am for what I am, and I'm allowed to want what I want in the lifestyle. And if I want good friendships and the occasional sexy time, I can show up however I want. And by posting the pictures that reflect who I am, so maybe relationship pictures, smiling faces, holding each other, sitting together, you know sitting with other people, um, not showing their faces unless they have allowed it. Um, but if you're showing that kind of thing and you're owning that this is my reality, I'm not ashamed of it. Also, I have a landing strip, I have a bit of pubic hair, and that's me. And if you don't like it, you're not my people. If I can just come to the table with that kind of acceptance of my own desires and my own authenticity. Then I'm approaching things correctly because I'm putting me out there, I'm putting my actual desires out there. And then you get to pick and choose if you're my people or not. If you, you don't have a much better chance criteria, of finding
1: the people you really are exactly. going to connect with if you are true to yourself and present yourself the way that, you know, the way that you actually want yeah. to interact with others, right?
0: Because I think Uh, people can feel the disconnect, even if, so people are like, okay, I got to put these kinds of pictures to get the most traction, right? To get the most views. And then you'll find the right people. But the thing is, it's really not about that. It's like, if you put your real self out there, your authentic desires out there without shame of what they are, like, like if I go up to a buffet, I can try whatever I want, I can Go back for more, and I don't put the things on my plate that I've decided I don't like. In the beginning, you might be open to anything, and go, "Oh, wait, that's not for me. That's not for me." I'm going to leave them as mashed potatoes there next time. And you notice that every time
1: you and I talk, we compare sex and food.
0: Well, there's a.
1: I've been on a diet for a little while. That might be why I'm (laughs) craving both. (laughs) That might be it. I mean,
0: idea. food and and sex, like, I mean, I'm the type of person that, you know, food, food brings me a lot of pleasure. I'm a pleasure person. So, like, good conversations, good food, good connections. There's good a bigger, people, con- I'm joking, but there's kissing. a bigger
1: connection. There's a bigger connection to food and sex than I think a lot of people realize. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can, you can have a conversation about food. And if you take the word food out and put sex in, it's the same the same conversation you can have the same discussion about both
0: i mean you're probably not gonna have hair in your food though
1: hopefully not (laughs) hopefully not either way if i have hair in my at the end of the meal i'm asking for a (laughs)
2: refund. anyway oh oh, man
1: but it is it is a need and it is a it is a um, a base requirement um, to for nutrition and for love for affection mm-hmm. for uh, an experience. So why do we have restaurants? I mean, what like we can all cook at home. You know, we're going to a restaurant to experiencing something different, something novelty. new. and and a a higher level than we can do ourselves, right? You know, or you're going fast food and it's it's convenient. Mm-hmm. You can approach, you know, sex to Tempor- some degree the same way. It's, it's, you know, sometimes you have a quickie. Sometimes you spend all evening, you know, appreciating each other. Sometimes you go out and you enjoy something that someone else has prepared for you. And sometimes I you go
0: to a tapas bar, not topless <laughs> tapas, and a you just
1: tapas bar. You've <laughs> that would you be had great. Me, right? you, you Sangria, me, topless
0: I mean, tapas. I mean, win, win, win. Anyways, sometimes you never get around. to the main course, and you might make take the whole evening making out with people, which is pretty much my experience at the club. That's what I love. I love to just go see my people. And make out with a lot of great people that I actually really enjoy kissing. Um, It's so rare we get to the sex, but I don't need that anymore. That's not where I'm at. When I was in the beginning, I mean, I experienced all kinds of things, and now I know what I like and what I don't like. And when that it's a pretty common
1: starting point. Oh yeah, is that people not only want to experience different aspects of sex that you can't do with your partner in the sense you, you know, your partner only has one deck. There's, you can't have, you can't have an experience of two dicks with, Mm. with, without having somebody else come in. You can't have, you know, you can't explore uh, anything bisexual without again, another person being involved. So it's just logistically, there's certain things you just can't do without involving other people. And that, falls into that bucket list of, of things that you want to try and, and so on. So I think everybody sort of goes through that uh, that stage of the lifestyle where they are experimenting. they are trying things. they are seeing what they like and they don't like what you know, I, we joke around that we think we're probably the most boring swingers of all time because you know, our kink is is having sex with other other people. You know, if we were vanilla and you looked at us, you go, wow, you guys are really kinky and out there. And I think compared to some of the friends we have in the lifestyle, um, I mean, it's not like sex with another couple uh, or another woman for us is um, boring in itself. We're just not pushing wild and crazy limits mm-hmm. within that. We're having a nice, fun, somewhat normal Sexual experience, you know, there is, there is oral, there is fucking, there is sixty nine, there is, you know, a group experience. There is lots of kissing and touching, and, and it's a beautiful experience. But we're not pushing wild and crazy boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we kind of feel like you know, the group of people that we know, we're relatively boring.
0: Okay, so let me just ask you though, are you? You say that in jest, right? We're yes. kind of boring, but at the, at the root of it, do you have any shame about that? Are you just no, like no okay, so that's the difference right there because there are a lot of people, a lot of my clients, they're like, oh, but I'm, I don't want what everybody wants and da, 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 da. and they, they have shame about that. Own it. Exactly. Exactly. It. I mean, we like,
1: were, we were at a club that had a, uh, BDSM ish, you know, area And close friends, they were excited. They wanted to go in and check it out. And they stayed there for about an hour. We were in there for about five minutes. We realized not our jam. And we excused ourselves. And later we all met up and we had drinks and laughs and they told us about their experience. And we were wildly interested in how much they enjoyed that experience. It still didn't interest us to experience it ourselves. And, and we're okay with that. And they're the okay with us being is, okay with that.
0: Yeah, you could have spent so much time and energy um worried about not fitting in, worried about if those people are gonna judge you and if that couple would be upset with you or think that you were boring or this or that, but instead you just showed up authentically and you're like, Oh, that's not our thing. You guys go enjoy and have that, and then we'll meet up later. Like, what a beautiful experience. Whereas so many people spend so much time feeling bad about what they don't want or what they can't provide for someone. And it's not about that at all. It's it's also about enjoying
1: enjoying the moment and enjoying who you are uh, and allowing others to enjoy what they want and still seeing the beauty of of the friendship and the sharing and everything else we don't all have to like the same things
0: no to be friends and you don't need to worry about speaking up if you don't feel comfortable with something or if that's just not what you're in the mood for that night like there's there's a couple that we um are such good friends with and you know we talk about playing all the time and we go on, on dates or or whatever and we get together or we go to the club or whatever We end up doing our own thing and getting distracted and blah, blah, blah. And and I could sit there and be like, oh my God, once again, we disappointed them and we didn't play and we've been planning to play for so long and it just never happens because we find other people and we start talking and we get going with our friends and everything and this doesn't happen. And it could be that we look at it that way and we all sort of shrink back in shame like we're disappointing each other every single time and we should maybe not plan dates because it never happens but really we own it and we're like i love you guys as friends because nobody gets bent out of shape if it doesn't happen because we make the plan but we make the best of like the flow of what's gonna happen and that's when you step into your authenticity. That's when you step into your comfort of who you are and then you draw in the right people because we keep planning dates with them because we just enjoy them as people and it doesn't matter if that happens. And we're still, you know, we're just, you know, at the end of the day, we're like, you know what, I don't think we're ever gonna play at the club, that's just not what's gonna happen. So like, if we keep planning dates at the club, we know that we just get separated and we get going with our friends and we just have so much fun. And dancing and we usually end up playing with other people than we came with or just each other and like each other, our partners. Mm -hmm. And we're perfectly okay with that. So we know that if we actually want to play together, we might have to change it up and like maybe come. Invite them over to play a card game. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Either have have some tequila and play a card game or uh, go to a hotel and make the date. Just the four of us, right? Right. Because we're all such social people and we love it. But, you know, that doesn't matter. It doesn't because we're completely authentic with this is what we'd like. This is our desire. This is what we're willing. But we're not attached to the outcome necessarily. And if we're really attached to the outcome, we're going to plan it differently.
1: Right. And I think being attached to the outcome is a... Is a recipe for disaster regardless. Exactly. And then that's it's definitely an early on mistake that we made of having expectations. So yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> uh, you know, somebody asked me the other, the other day um about expectations, and um you know, we had we had a party and much to um you know much opposite of what you know, I think people assume about a lifestyle party, or at least ones that we've thrown. Um, of all the parties that we've thrown, um, you know, personally, like at our own home, um, I would say maybe a third have ended in more than one couple having sex. Most times that we have parties, uh, it's just really social and fun and flirty um you know we play some games we have some laughs we eat some you know we eat some food we have, we have a pool whatever like you know it's a it's a social get together you get that many lifestyle people together um at some point in the night people are either going to go off and go home or go home with someone else um or things are going to progress you know to a, a sexual crescendo at that point mm-hmm. um but i would say out of the the parties that we've had here maybe maybe a third at the most at the most have ended in any kind of sort of multiple couples having sex mm-hmm. in our house um which again is i think really far from what people um Imagine the lifestyle party would be like you just automatically, I mean, people come in, you take off all your clothes, find a partner, you know, the old key party yeah. of, you know, mean, concept, right?
0: You can um, set up a party that way. But again, that's your kind of vibe and you right. you get to create the kind of, and you're going to draw the people who want that. Like the people who go to your party and who expected it to be a fuck party. Are going to be like, oh, that wasn't fun.
1: Disappointing. Yeah. Right. But 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 on the flip side, you know, we we had one couple who was, um, you know, felt a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. uh, and expectation, Mm -hmm. even though, you know, there was zero pressure and zero expectation for anybody to play. And the night ended without anybody playing. Um they had that expectation on themselves. Mm -hmm. They felt that, you know, matter what, because it's a lifestyle related party, that there is an ingrained and innate
0: pressure Mm -hmm.
1: and expectation. And at first I argued with it. And the more I thought about it, I thought, you know, you're right. You know, that there is, I think, a level of expectation to be a certain way in a lifestyle get together, that you are going to be open. You are going to be more flirty. You are going to be more fun um, than you would necessarily at a vanilla party. Yeah. And I and think a, a lot of that
0: expectation groom, is put on this. There's a reason we all groom and shape and, right. just and in ready to no, just in case, have nice underwear. But um, but again, it's one thing to be prepared and be open to something, And it's different to have an expectation of it happening. Because an expectation, like I've said before, is a preconceived disappointment or premeditated disappointment.
1: Sure. And I think one of the, so the more I thought about it and was talking to them about it, I said, you know, I think you're looking at, I think you can look at expectation maybe in a different way as opposed to a negative. You could look at that as a sexual tension. Mm -hmm. So if you have good communication between your partner and yourself and you're going to an event, you're going to a party, you're going to a club and you have set boundaries for each other Mm -hmm. and for yourselves that you are not going to play, but you might, you might kiss somebody, but you're not going to go any further than that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whatever the boundaries that you set, Mm -hmm. um, obviously for yourselves, is important to to live up to those and stay say you know truthful to those um for each other right because once you once you cross a line uh it's very difficult to get that that trust back with each other that you're not going to cross that line the next time right mm-hmm. so if you have clear boundaries with each other you can take that that anxiety you can take that that feeling of of um of expectation and make it anticipation, make it a sexual mm-hmm. tension instead that you use mm-hmm. when you go back home together.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Yep. You take that, that expectation and make it a positive thing. And I, and I think that is something we had to learn to do mm-hmm. ourselves because we felt expectation, we felt pressure mm-hmm. to, um, to do certain things because. We were there. Mm-hmm. And we weren't mature enough, uh, experienced enough at the time because it was it was 16 years ago that we started. We were relatively young and um, there was an immaturity, there was a, a lack of confidence to use that that expectation, to use that anticipation and just use it for ourselves.
0: Well, and that's a big shift right there, because I remember when I first started with my partner, it was like there was often disappointment at or feelings of failure. Like I didn't we didn't play with another couple. We did something wrong or we didn't we weren't attractive enough or we didn't ask or we didn't do this or right. the, or that, that
1: feeling that you had to make the most of that night
0: yeah like oh we're we only get out like once a month or whatever Right, so we better we this better is our take chance. advantage
1: of, of yeah but of if, all when of it. You, right.
0: yeah but when you come into it that way you miss out on oppor- a different kinds of opportunities right like um the flirtation maybe isn't genuine it's like got a, it's a goal oriented yeah it's goal oriented which changes the dynamic But let's say the goal is that you just are spicing up each other and the the goal is to connect with your partner no matter what, that's a win, then anything else is going to be, and and then anything else is welcomed on top of that, Then, then it doesn't matter what happens because at the bare minimum... You get to be together, but you've been in a sexy environment. And if we can, if you can reframe that way, that that is a win in itself. Then anything else is just so much more fun. And I think that that has made a huge difference. And um, you know, the times when when my partner and I, we've just been like, all right, you know what, tonight, let's let's play with people. Let's be open to it. I mean, it rarely ends up happening because we just are having so much fun connecting and flirting, we will like glance at each other across the room and we're like, oh my God, you're so hot. And oh, look at that person. So into you. And now oh, I'm so into you. Right. And that's
1: like, usually when I try and, and get in the way <laughs> between you looking at your partner. And then I just, <laughs> oh, she's, she's looking at me. I, can I
0: mean, it worked. I mean, you got between us and you're like, I got this. That I, I got this, Steve. Um, it's okay, buddy. You
1: know, I got it. I got buddy, it.
0: Buddy, I got her. <laughs> I mean, it did work in your favor. And and there's another thing is is this like putting yourself out there and not being afraid of rejection because you don't know what someone else's quote-unquote goal is or their desire is. Like, like if my desire for the whole night, okay, is that I'm just going to make out with people and have a great time and that's all I want, and your goal is to get someone in bed with you and sleep with someone. Okay. If we've not talked about our, each other's desires for the night, for instance, you're going to leave thinking, Oh, we had really great makeout sessions, but there must be something wrong with me because we didn't go play.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And, but my desire was simply to make out and have a great time. And I'm thinking I had so much fun. He was so much fun to kiss. We had a great time. You're if you don't, check in with what your desires and and the possibility that someone else's goals have been met or someone else's um, desires for the evening were just that you might take that personally and you might go, Oh, I'm not good enough. Or she doesn't think I'm attractive or she doesn't want to play with me. What if, what if I want to get off on making out with all kinds of people? And then I want to go, fuck my partner and just really connect with him because we've wanted to connect all week, but we really wanted this like excitement and this build of making out and foreplay with other people. What if our desire for that night was each other and not anybody else that has nothing to do with you.
1: So I think that's an important, an important note for new people getting into, Mm -hmm. into this is that when you are, when you're at a club, when you're at a party, when you're when you're chatting with people, think about what you find attractive in others. Mm-hmm. Do you find it attractive? Are you attracted to uh, a man or a woman or a couple who are desperately looking for someone else to fuck, or do you see a couple who are madly in love? Mm-hmm. who are kissing each other or dancing together or laughing together um who you see you know someone else approach them that are clearly friends and they have big warm hugs big warm kisses is that what you're attracted <laughs> to mm-hmm. um and you know, the answer can be no i mean you could be saying no i just i i want someone who is this tall, (laughs) you know, this tall has, uh, this size boobs, this size dick. And, you know, this is what, you know, these are the, this is the list of things that I need, you know, to fulfill certain fantasies. But if you're talking about attraction or you're talking about being attracted to other people, not their body parts, what do you find attractive? And maybe you should be emulating that, you know, if you want others to find you attractive, Maybe you should be more into your wife or your husband uh, and show others that you have a solid relationship. Show each other, show each other that you have a solid relationship. Because at the end of the day, if you go to a club and the two of you have a great time together, no one can take that away from you. Mm -hmm. You have had a lot of fun. You've been flirty. You've been sexy. You've worn whatever crazy outfit. Mm-hmm. That you can only wear at a club, you know, that shows off your ass or shows off your tits mm-hmm. or shows off whatever. And you get to live in that moment, wild, free, sexy. Mm-hmm. And then you let the others see that sexiness, mm-hmm. see that relationship, see that love, see the tenderness that you guys have together. And if you don't attract that that night. You've still had a wildly fun night as a couple doing something that you do not do on the day in and day out. It has nothing to do with the laundry. It has nothing to do with the kids. It has nothing yeah. to do with the mortgage. It is a, uh, a freedom of living in the moment mm-hmm. in a sexually uh, healthy and fun way. Mm-hmm. And that, if you can spin it's that
0: energy, right?
1: Like it, it's just. If you can spin that and look, look at your look at other couples the way that they would be looking at you, yeah. um, your your chance of of being successful, whatever that means, you know, for you, are much much higher than you sitting in the corner staring at all the people you wish you could fuck that night. Right. You know? Well,
0: and and here's the point: is that we we attract who we are. And so if we're desperate to be loved, if we're desperate to be noticed, we're going to attract people who are desperate to be loved and noticed as well. And we inevitably will attract some sort of drama because the people who are desperate in any way, and and desperate as in like not loving themselves and not feeling worthy shifts. of that. <laughs> yeah. Not feeling worthy of love. And I think that's the biggest shift for me that's happened over the past few years um, especially over the past three years, it's just this growth journey of like it starts, this is why I do what I do, right? It starts in here, in inside of me. And like I am my primary partner. Okay, and
1: just so for everybody else, you're I'm pointing at your tits my right chest. there. No, oh my chest. chest. Sorry. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Anyways, everybody, what anyway, is your in feeling here? starts in your tits? Inside. Okay. Inside, I love who I am and I don't apologize. I don't feel the need to apologize for who I am anymore. And I used to. I used to feel like I wasn't enough, or I used to feel like, well, I'm not sexy enough, or I have to wear these kinds of shoes, or I'm not going to be sexy, or I'm not going to fit in, or I have to shave, or I have to do this, or I have to do that. Um, or I have to be willing to go to the back if I'm going to kiss someone. And then it's like, no. Do
1: you think kiss- age is, is something to do with that as well? Or. Uh, just life experience?
0: I think age only because we often will get life experience through age. But I think at, at any point, it's just an awareness of who you are, an awareness of um the love that you have for yourself or the love you don't have for yourself. That's the biggest difference right there. And And- when we struggle loving ourselves is because we have shame about who we are in some way, shape or form. We have guilt about the things that we want to do, the thoughts that we have, the desires we have, the people we're attracted to. We don't trust that that's okay. And once we tune into who we are, what we want, what our desires are without shame and guilt, we can go, Oh, That's me and I don't have to apologize for that. And now I get to go be me and I get to show up as me without apology, which is so freeing. And I get to show up in the energy of me, which is going to attract other people in the same energy as me, which means I'm going to click with people more. I'm not going to attract the people that are desperate because they're not going to stay in my energy very long because I'm not going to cater to their their energy like i'm not going to um just go do what they want to make them feel better which a lot of people do and i used to do that i used yeah, to that's say the people yes pleasing
1: aspect of it right exactly. as well as which is i think ingrained in women more so than men but um not to be too well no, but you know, i'm sweeping. finding
0: there's so many more men now that that uh in the work that i do now i'm noticing Uh, whether you want to say narcissist or whatever, there's so many more men that are in relationships with more narcissistic women. Mm. They're the pleasers. And it's like the nice guys often, right? Right, right. And and most of my friends, let's just be honest, most of my friends um, are used to be pleasers are more in that realm they're empathetic they're kind they're loving a lot of them have adhd like i do like they're just they're creative but that energy of like seeing people wanting to do things for other people is a part of my say aura and who i am and my energy but when you have a love for yourself and an awareness, you recognize that you don't owe that to anybody. That's not where your worth lies. Your worth doesn't lie in pleasing. You can please for the sake of pleasing and giving and loving, but not because your worth depends on it. And that's mm. the big shift right there. Right. I think
1: for for us, as we, you know, get into our late 40s, otherwise known as 50, the difference for us has been... Um, I think, a more accepting um, version of ourselves and that yeah. we, we're we not, like, you know, I joked about being on diet. I mean, we, we want to be healthy. We diet um, in a way of eating healthy as opposed to trying to get skinny.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, we have just a different approach, I think, to a lot of things that we did in our 30s. Um, where is, you know, if we dyed it in our thirties, it was to try and, you know, fit into a, a, a specific bathing suit or, mm-hmm. or whatever, to try and look good, to attract others and so on. And now we're just like, well, like we're, hell, we're 50 and we want to be healthy because we want to make it to 60 and 70 and 80 and 90 or whatever, you well, know, to keep
0: you're, up my lifestyle.
1: Right. You know, we <laughs> want to, we want to be healthy and I think we approach our sex life, you know. A, In a very similar way in that we want to have healthy, fun relationships sexually. It's not about the bucket list. It's not about, you know, because bucket list is honestly the very first thing I can see it coming a mile away. This person is chatting with me. I can see it in their eyes. They're waiting for the right moment to ask me what is on our bucket list. What fantasies do we have? And I hate to disappoint them, but I keep telling, you know, new couples, the same thing. We we don't have that. That doesn't, it's not a thing for us. If you want to chat with us and discuss all our fantasies, it's going to be a short conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, not because we've done it all, not by any stretch, but we've done all the things that, you know, we went through that process of trying things that were outside of our comfort zone and quickly realize that our comfort zone is, is what it is and that the exploration of another person is the fun part.
0: And for the record, there's nothing wrong with the bucket list. Let's just reiterate that. But again, yeah. this is a good example of finding your people and not your people. Like if you say that, Oh, we're not bucket list people. We're probably not the right kind of people that you're looking for. That's it. Yeah. C- there's no rejection. Us in a year. <laughs> there's nothing. Pardon? Contact
1: us in a year when you've gone through all of that. Right. And you've gotten that out of your system. I mean.
0: Yeah. Or like, not. Like they might always be right. bucket list people. They might be fantasy people. They might be in this life for that, and that's totally oh, fine. You,
1: you know what? You're 100 right because there's a whole other group. Uh, within the lifestyle that you know are want to dress up they're you know very fantasy based and that's great that's fantastic it's just not us you know and 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 again it's about finding the right people
0: that's exactly it so we could keep going and going and going because we're already like have been at this for a while but we have some questions that we asked for so I put out Send us your questions. Ask us anything, and I'm really surprised that people didn't didn't send any. Hardly not as many any as questions. I thought. But no, I mean you like know, barely. It, is, it is tough
1: to put out publicly. Um, I thought know, people uh, would like, want
0: to know some shit about me, right? Like some like some crazy stuff. Have me reveal like my deepest darkest secrets or something. And I'm surprised they didn't take that opportunity because I said anything goes, but they didn't. So I'm safe. Here we go. So
1: I'm going to ask a deep. Oh dark
0: no. Secret. Okay.
1: When you go down south,
0: <laughs>
1: do you get your pubic hair braided? <laughs> do you get beads put on it? Like, I mean, do you get cornrows put in yes. your? Yes. Excellent.
0: Yes, of course. It's a little
1: bit <laughs> a Little
0: blank. All no, right. Folks. So we got that deep dark secret. No, out of folks, I do not. I do. Oh not darn. Again. It's not yeah, that I was
1: long. hoping so for, for some pictures. All right.
0: <laughs> but, you know, maybe I have time to let it grow for the next trip. And there you I, go. I might just do that. Yeah. Just for you.
1: Get some cornrows. On day and, one. And some beads, <laughs> Beautiful.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'm sorry. Right, the Steve. questions. The questions. Okay, okay. Let's get to the questions. All right. So we've got um, a few questions. The first one is um, in my group, uh, the podcast group my mm-hmm. private Facebook group, Quincy wanted to know, is sex subjective? And I said, okay, that's a subjective question. Uh what what do you mean by that? And of course I went, you know, the act of sex? Like what? And so he gave further information and was like, is what people consider sex subjective? And so we were talking about this earlier and you're like, absolutely. So let's talk about this. Yeah, um, I do
1: agree. I, I do think it is subjective because I think what what one person thinks of as a sexual act, um, no di- no different if you if you took out the word as uh, subjective and added cheating instead. Like, what is cheating to one person? Mm. Kind of answers the same question. You know, if for one person cheating might be, uh, you know, a hug that lingered just a little too long Mm -hmm. or a kiss that was just a little too intimate. Um, It could be, you know, that in a group situation, you are all fucking and sucking and kissing and touching. But if you went behind a wall where they can't make eye contact with you, now you're now you're you're doing something that's outside of your boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it comes back down to to boundaries and limits. Um, is sex subjective? I think very much so. I, I think for some people, oral they don't really consider oral to be much different than kissing somebody, and for others, oral would be just a you know an absolute. Um, breach of trust um you know if you're in that uh, answering it as far as cheating is concerned you know um
0: I did not have sex with that woman <laughs>
1: Exactly. Exactly. She just blew him, right? So
0: Right. So uh, for those Canadians that may not have been around at that time that's Clinton. Uh yes. Yeah. Anyways, I um got it. <laughs> I know you got it. I know you got it. But yeah, like that whole thing was such a scandal and that was subjective for him like a blowjob was not considered sex for him intercourse is sex right? right for a lot of people penis and vagina sex is sex and anything before that is not sex so this just proves the point of needing to be clear about our boundaries and 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 what you think, is sex is not what I think is sex necessarily. And we can't assume that that's the same. So we just have to get on the same page and say, hey, what do you consider sex and what's comfortable for you and blah, 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 blah. We need to really be clear on that.
1: So one of the questions that that question brings up for me, uh, which is in my the book, and I'm interested to to know your answer on it, is how do you manage active consent during a sexual encounter with more than one person. So, you know, um, do you give consent as you go? Do you give a generalized consent that you're having sex so pretty much everything from that point on is okay until it's not okay? How do you yourself and when you're working with others, Um, give them the tools for actively being able to consent or or not consent um, during sex?
0: That's a great question. and I I thought so. Very good. Very good. (laughs) Sex God. Very, very good question. (laughs) That's why I asked it. So so I'm going to say it starts with you first. Okay. Because a lot of people try to have the conversation with their partner, like, What do we consent to? But let's back up a second here. Like, what am I okay with? (laughs) Because that is a whole conversation I never had in the beginning. Right. I forgot that part because I didn't realize that I had rights or desire. Like, I could honor my own body's desires or non-desires. Okay. So if my partner said, I'm okay with this. and Okay. Then I would almost go, oh, well, that's now expected of me. Right? Sure. You're, you're
1: basing your needs on theirs.
0: And it's very easy to do that. But here's the thing. First of all, You get to go, what would I be comfortable with with someone? And what situations would I not be comfortable with that? And what situations would I be comfortable with that? That is where you have to start with your conversations with your partner. And this is like, it can be fictitious. Like you don't have to, because you'd be comfortable with it doesn't mean you have to do it. Okay. So this is a very different conversation. So first you have a hypothetical conversation with yourself Then you have a hypothetical conversation with your partner. If I was in this situation, say it's still in the realm of fantasy, and fantasy does not have to come to life to have the conversation. Let's have the fantasy conversation within the realm of fantasy, because it's the only way to get a clear gauge of what you actually are willing to or comfortable with and what you might consent to. If you start with the real world, And this might actually happen, your answers will inevitably change and be guided by a people pleasing tendency, a desire to not be judged, uh, whatever.
1: But if you're in the moment.
0: Okay. So, first, though, first, we have to have you have to have this conversation with yourself before you even get in the moment. Sure. Okay. So, I've had this conversation with myself. Now I've had the conversation with my partner about like what. Where's the line for you? I know what my line is. What's the line for you? Where do you respect
1: their their boundaries?
0: So now I've had that conversation and I know what like I might be comfortable with anal in that situation, for instance. But today
1: just a second, I'm making notes.
0: (laughs) But today my ass belongs to him because that's the that's the mood we're in. That's the that's the week we're having, okay? Mm-hmm. So maybe ask plays not off the table always, but today it is because this is a desire of his, for instance, in, in this situation, he's not comfortable with that or he wants that to be special today for him or whatever. Or that might be our, our role all the time kind of thing, our boundary. Um, and then someone asks if that's okay. I have a choice in that moment. Do I honor my boundary or their boundary? I could honor either boundary, but one is going to have a more beneficial result, or we could have a system set up where maybe we didn't have a specific a specific boundary about that that day, say. And we might look at each other, and I might whisper in his ear, hey, he just asked if he could have my ass. I feel comfortable with that right now. How do you feel about that? He could say, today, I would rather not. Cool. Or I might say, and this has happened before, he just asked if he could have my ass. How do you feel about that? And he'll say, how do you feel about that? And this is why I say this, because sometimes I haven't even thought about what I feel about that. I'm like, just busy. Oh, what if I say no to this guy? And then what about Steve? Like, I got to make sure everybody's happy. And I forget that, oh, wait, I actually don't want that. Right. Or yes, I do want that. So first, you've got to check in with yourself. And then you've got to have a communication system with your partner that indicates that, yes, we're going to be okay with that today or not. Or you have a built in system that says, like, I'd be okay with that. However, it's not what we do. We're not, we're not in, or I'm not in that kind of mood tonight. So I'm going to pass on that. It starts with just being confident inside of you with what you're okay saying. And and it does not matter. You're not hurting anybody else's feelings. If you're hurting their feelings, that's on them. Right. So it's okay
1: to say no. And I think obviously, okay. Right, And I think that's you know where the question was sort of heading in at least in my thought process in the book mm. is being able to um, be okay with saying no to something that you're not you're not interested in, or having the the guts sometimes to say before things start to go too far, you're kissing, you're touching okay, it's clear things are moving to another level. It's no different than stopping to put on a condom. Right. You're stopping to to quickly discuss, okay, these are my boundaries. Like, yes, we're we're moving in that direction. We're all going to get naked and we're going to have some fun. However, I am not interested in oral, you finishing in me, you know, orally, um we absolutely have to use protection
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um i don't want any anal you know like whatever the you know laundry list of things that are common
0: and it may not be something you have like a discussion at the beginning with every little thing but
2: no there needs to be
0: that discussion as you go hey are you where are you okay with me finishing or whatever. And and here's the thing. So the reason why I say it's not just communication, yes, it's communication, but you can say anything that's communicating. It's it's safety within yourself to know who you are and what your desire is and the confidence to say I'm no. not okay with that. No. And so I'm going to now say no because I didn't have those conversations with myself before.
1: Right. And I think as a, I did not and I
0: couldn't say no.
1: Right. As a man who's been in the lifestyle for a while um it's uh you know i'm not gonna say that i can tell if a woman's faking uh, i mean christ i'd be i'd be famous if i could <laughs> tell every time a woman's faking it however there are times where you can definitely tell that a woman is putting on a show mm-hmm. and not being authentic about her enjoyment of whatever she's doing i would much rather somebody not you know give me oral not suck me if they're not you know truly into it i would rather you just don't right <clears throat> than putting on a bit of a show where it feels like they're doing it because they f- they're they're supposed to Right, well, I, I'm. I'm more. I'm. Guess we're at a level now where all you know, we would rather have an authentic yeah. experience of people doing the things they want to do and enjoy doing than doing things to you as well. That you know, they're not. They're not as comfortable with. I
0: right. think this is where, as seasoned lifestylers, um, we can have a huge impact on people's success. You know, because a lot of people don't know, they've not had these conversations. It's not something we grow up with. We're not programmed to say, "Hey, please don't feel any pressure to come. If you if you don't feel like you're coming, just let me know that that may not happen, and that's perfectly okay. I'm not going to take that personally. I'm not going to feel like I've disappointed you. Just it may not be there for you tonight. I just would rather you be honest about that. We can have fun, but. If we want to stop at any point, I'm not going to feel personally attacked or, or personally hurt that I didn't make you come. Right.
1: Again, it's all about, you know, being goal oriented and, and yeah. sex doesn't work. Right. Yeah. So, what's but the even next like question? Yeah. Just question? giving people
0: permission. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, all right. So I get this a lot. What if I run into someone I know or what happens if I run into someone I know? Say hi. Right?
1: <laughs> like I, I I we can totally relate. I mean, this is this is something that hits really close to home for us because we avoided anything lifestyle in our own hometown for years when we first started, like years. And uh, but because we we're also approaching the lifestyle in that sort of bucket list, one-night stand sort of way. Uh, when we first started, so again, I totally understand that approach because it's it's how we started, and and we were so concerned about not not running into anybody we know, um, not having you know any complications of of you know um, a relationship with the people you know we didn't want to we didn't want to muddy any of those waters of sex and and connection. We just wanted. Sex with people that we thought were hot that we met that night, and it wasn't until we sort of realized uh, for ourselves that that was th- that that felt fairly empty that we started to, you know, uh, approach more the connection and friendship side of the lifestyle, and that's where we really found our happy place. But in doing so, we had to come to the the realization that. You know, we can't travel four or five hours every time we want to meet a friend for a drink. (laughs) We would have to do stuff in our own hometown. Mm -hmm. After 16 years, we've only run into somebody that we kind of knew once. Like, it doesn't happen often enough, I think, for people to be, A, worried about it, uh, and B, if it does happen, they're in the exact same boat you are. I mean, I think that's one of those those parts of the, the lifestyle that you don't really get until you've been in it for a while and realize that you're part of a community that all, you know, um, holds each other's secret mm-hmm. um, so closely and is such an important uh, of such an important part of being in the lifestyle that we all, you know, you know, you know, if you know, and, um, anybody who doesn't know is left on the out, you know, we don't, we don't talk about it with family. We don't talk about it with vanilla friends. You know, it is a secret that we all keep and we keep for each other. And mm-hmm. it's a sort of an unspoken, um, you know, bond and agreement that we have with everybody in the lifestyle um so if you run into somebody you know say hi <laughs> don't run out the door and pretend that they didn't see you and you didn't see them i mean, just own it go up and say hi how you doing i didn't know
0: well and i think we have to wonder like why why are we so afraid to run into someone that I know? Is it because we have so much shame about what we're doing, and that's a, no- a normal thing in the beginning? People are like, "Oh my god, I can't, can't tell anyone." No, and I there's a privacy. lot of ways. I think no, no, privacy but there's a privacy lo- is privacy's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but like just like on the side of shame, I think a lot of times we're like, "Oh my god, nobody can know because it's so shameful," and like the more that I've gone. Out. And I mean, I was very fundamentalist Christian. All my friends, like, they knew me as this religious Christian girl, right? Um, and so, of course, at first, I was like, oh, my gosh, if anybody finds out, like, I'll lose my job, I lose, whatever. Um, one time I went to Oasis, and one of my students' moms was there, and I was there with a different partner. <laughs> you know, not my partner they knew me with. Right. And and I was Perfect like, story. "Oh my gosh." And I was like, "But wait." You know, and we were literally 2 hours from home. It's not like it's not like it was around the corner in the same town. That was 2 hours away and they still ran into someone I knew. And I could have been like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Like what are they going to think of me? I teach their I teach their daughter singing lessons. And what are they going to think of me?" And then I was like, "Hold on." they're here too and so if anything we can look at it as relief and so she texted me at the end of the weekend and she's like hey it was great to see you this weekend winky face or whatever and i was like it was good to see you too and then we just knew each other's little secret thing and we held that dear but it brought us closer and it doesn't mean you have to be friends with the people that you see or whatever but the thing is you've got as much to hold over them as they have to hold over you. So like it's only as awkward as you make it
1: right It's more of a uh, what they don't realize is more of a bonding effect it is than, um, <clears throat> than a divide right it
0: is it is. And, so like, let's say you, you work run into with someone. somebody.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: If you work with someone and you walk into work and you've just seen them on the weekend, you can pass by and have a little smile. It's like, only you guys know what happened on the weekend. You can't talk to the rest of your coworkers. And that's a kind of a fun little thing. You can kind of walk by and be like, okay, I know that you're not going to take me, you know, mistake my actions. Uh, if i'm a bit flirty or something you're not going to take me as oh that girl's such a flirt and she's such a da, 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 da. it's like no you'll understand me in a different way now i'll understand you in a different way there's different perspective and now we have a bit closer bond even though we don't have to talk you right. know and like
1: as a community we're very protective yes of each other
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know that's one of the things i think we've always loved about the lifestyle is that you know you you meet a couple, and um, you are instant friends mm-hmm. until you're not. In the sense that, you know, you you meet somebody at a party, and you're instantly you have a friendship with this this new people that you've just met it's based on common, common ground.
0: ground. Love it,
1: and then you know that friendship either evolves into something more and and ongoing, or it doesn't. But either way. The next time you saw that person, you would still have the same level of friendship with them that you did before. You are shared, uh, you have a shared bond of being yeah. uh, a part of this community, yeah. and that's something I think new couples don't understand, yeah. so they are fearful of running into somebody they know and spend thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, going Run. to other places. In hopes of not running into somebody, and as you said, you drove two hours and you ran into somebody. Anyway. Right.
0: So, and and I live, you know, I live 15 minutes now from the club, and I love my family. You know, like we do things together. We have brunch, or we do the we did a polar bear dip together. Um, you know, a bunch of us, and you know, we're mixed with vanilla people, and nobody knows the difference who's vanilla, who's not. Um, we can, we just have the best community and I get to just be me. I don't have to pretend. And when you get to that point, that's when you feel like, like, that's when you understand the lifestyle. You know, that's why I say you start, you think you're there for the novelty and the sex and you're like, oh, I think it's all about sex. And it's like, you don't even have to cross the back, the back room door to have the most incredible experience at the club well i think for the club
1: just specifically for the the club that you and i both enjoy Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um we have been there uh i'm just gonna say 20 times i don't know something over like 15 years we've been there about 20 times so it's not like you know we're we're there once or twice a year at the most Mm -hmm. um i think we've been in that back play area three times
2: Hmm.
1: maybe four total in 15 years you know it just we go we dance we Mm -hmm. you know see people we meet people you know we have a great time um but you know the sex part
0: is a separate issue feels like the best reunion doesn't it like always it's like it's like the reunion the fantasy reunion of like maybe the high school reunion where everybody's your friend and you just like you're like oh my gosh I get to see everybody and it's so much fun and how are you that's like my weekend every time I go to the (laughs) club I walk in and people pick me up and they're like (laughs) you know a kiss and 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 like It's just, like, it takes forever to get to the front of the dance floor because I'm just, like, seeing all my friends along the way. And it's, like, it's just such a positive, loving, fun environment. And, you know, even this weekend I wasn't feeling great and I was not, you know, kissing people. And I was, like, but, like, it was still... Still just as loving, like nobody. Not full-time, you weren't we're doing full-time. No, it wasn't even doing lip-kissing. Just church-time.
2: I, church I was doing
0: like, you know, the Italian-French, the French and Italian kissing, <laughs> right. not the French kissing.
2: Yeah, the, the Aussie kiss. Let's just kiss. say
0: Italian, cheek-to-cheek. Cheek.
1: Right, you could have done the Australian kiss. Yeah. Hmm. It's a kiss down under.
0: <laughs> I suppose that would have worked. But not in the front. That would have required the... the back. That would have... <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're getting too detailed. That would require required <laughs> to go
0: to the Outback.
1: <laughs> the, to, to the Outback, yes.
0: <laughs> to go down under. Okay, okay, next question. Next, next question. so out of time. I'm sorry, everybody. We really thought this would... Uh, am I going to have to make two episodes of this? I don't know. Sure,
1: let's, well, let's go for another one. 69
0: is going to go for like... <laughs> it's a two-part. It's
1: a 96.
0: <laughs> no, we wait till 96. We'll have to do that. Okay, Oh, okay. So one of the questions I had was, how do you have a conversation with a partner about playing alone?
1: As wildly open and as honest as you could possibly be. And I think part of that um, is a scary leap because what if the answer is not what you want, Mm -hmm. right? So I think the conversation is difficult because of the potential outcome right if uh, if you're if you're having that conversation and saying look this is what I, I'd like to, to start exploring uh, and your partner says absolutely not where do you go from there And I think that's obviously a big part of the anxiety of starting that conversation.
0: Well let me propose something because I think that that's, that's kind of how we're trained to, to bring things up is we're like, this is what I want. And then it's in someone else's hands to agree or not agree to that. Mm -hmm. And now, now where do we go from there?
1: Yeah. Well, as a partnership with uh, another person, unfortunately you do both have to kind of agree on things. um,
0: But what if the conversation is not about agreeing or disagreeing? Like let's, let's, any conversation like this, like let's take the model that I used for like, what are your um, your boundaries like with play or whatever, you know? It starts with me. What do I feel comfortable with? What are my desires, my intentions, my pleasures, my thoughts, my emotions, okay? When I share that without it being the question of, can I play alone? That's completely different. So let's talk about when you have a, a situation that you need to talk about that that could potentially change things drastically, you never start with, this is what I want to do. Is that okay? Kind of thing. Never. It's never a good place to start a conversation. The place to start the conversation is, let's create a realm of fantasy, okay? In this world of fantasy, these are the things that light me up, or this would be fun, and I think that playing with someone separately could be fun for these reasons, blah, 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 and I've fantasized about that, and I think about that. We're not talking about it happening, okay? Okay. We must first talk about what that what that desire is there for why. Let's look at that together. Let's look at it for the other person. Because when we take away this conversation being a decision, now we take away the barrier of like the back is up. Okay. Yeah. So we have to have a curious conversation first. And that's what I would say to anybody. If you want to have a conversation about anything, if you want to have a conversation about trying a new food, you know, you might be like, okay, well, I really like this. And I know that that's not something that you necessarily enjoy, but here's the health benefits for, and this is, this is something I'd really like to, to try. I think it would be that, but like, you're not asking for permission to try that. You're not even saying I'm going to make this. It's about exploring and being curious about what that looks like in a fantasy realm. And if you can talk about it in this realm of fantasy that is safe.
1: Right. So not not while you're having sex.
0: No, no. We're not
1: talking about dirty talk when you're having sex. We're talking about. Actually, having a conversation, yeah, at a point where you're not both tired, not both, you know, just and
0: I think just waking
1: up or whatever, you're you're having a conversation about sex that's not happening during sex.
0: Yeah, I think we need to have like these like pockets of okay, this is a this is a fantasy conversation. We're in this like desires, fantasy, safety bubble kind of thing. Okay, whatever we talk about in here. It does not have to happen in order for me to be happy. It doesn't have to happen for me to feel worthy. It doesn't have to happen for you to be worthy. Nothing. This is simply an exploration conversation of why this might be. So, so now your partner can freely ask, well, why would that be a turn on? Hmm. Because, you know, if, if you're not saying because I want this to happen, you're now saying, oh, why would it because, well, it'd be exciting having someone I, I've only experienced you, for instance, and being with someone new by myself, the idea of going on a date without you and coming home and telling you, that sounds really exciting to me.
1: Right. The idea of sharing.
0: You might not say that if you were like, well, I just really want to go on a date. If you're afraid <laughs> that they're going to say no, you're going to come. With a different projection, you're going to come with almost like a, this attitude of judgment towards them before they've even said anything. Right. So if we can create this safe space, and that's why I say communication, you can communicate all you want till you're blue in the face. But if you don't have connection and safety, you're going to um, miss the boat on communication. You're not going to be able to communicate properly and if you don't feel safe within yourself to share like if you if you're going in with an agenda that they have to agree or it's not going to be okay, you're never going to have a, a good conversation about that. you're not because you're not willing for the answer to be no. you have to be willing to separate those two things you have to be willing to say this is my desire this is what I'd love to happen this is what turns me on this is why blah 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 but if that doesn't happen, I can still honor myself and I can still honor you. And then if you have the conversation and you're both understanding and and that you realize that this is something that really is something that would make or break you, that becomes a different conversation later down the line once you've explored it. And then you get to make a decision whether this relationship is going to work or not.
1: Right. Because I think of, of any of the, uh fantasies or um sexual ideas that you have as a couple playing separately is probably a the, one of the bigger bigger hurdles to get over for a lot of people mm-hmm. um because people have I think, ideas well yeah and and i think for a lot including us um and we have played separately and, and, and together mostly together but We have had occasion where we play separately. And one of the things that we love so much about playing together is be able to see each other, to witness each other, to Mm -hmm. share that moment. You know, we will share a look. Mm -hmm. It might last five seconds. It might last, you know, 30, but Mm -hmm. we will make eye contact and know that we're both enjoying what we're doing. And we're both enjoying seeing the other in that moment having a good time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We can also see each other um, not having a good time. Mm-hmm. We can also, you know, check in on each other saying, okay, you know, you're not you're not enjoying this as much as you, mm-hmm. you know, thought you would, or whatever. And you need you need help exiting. Mm-hmm. this situation and i'm not and not having that you know i think is a, is a negative for her um so getting past that hurdle specifically of 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 playing separately is, is i think is a really is a much bigger deal than saying i want to Uh, you know, uh, trying a certain type of toy or, you know, wanting to blindfold you or whatever. I think it's of of any of the things that we uh, run into in the lifestyle, playing separately is probably uh, the largest hurdle for most to get over. So I think it's a good question because it-
0: For sure. And the thing is, if you're in this realm of fantasy where curiosity is the goal, not coming to an answer of yes or no- curiosity about it that allows you the opportunity to say well why why would you like playing alone and for me i would say because i have a lot of to- i have a hard time concentrating and getting in the moment out of my head when there's more than two people that's a real thing for me so i actually don't get to enjoy sex with other people i don't get to enjoy that experience very much a lot of times, because there's so much going on, or I'm worried about my partner, or I'm enjoying their pleasure, but I never end up feeling it in my body. So, to me, I would like an experience where I can just be connect with that person and have a good conversation and then have sex separately because i enjoy one-on-one
1: show for anybody else right
0: i enjoy the one-on-one connection but but my partner already knows that one-on-one connection is very important to me and that is something that we have discussed it wouldn't be a surprise it would be like oh so it's not that you want to do something in secret without me it's not that i'm not enough it's not that like it changes the game when you get curious about what it is about it without taking it personally. Like, like if I assume, oh, they're asking about playing separately because I'm not enough, or they're asking about playing separately. And if I give the wrong answer, they're gonna be upset with me. You can't be curious. But if the question, if it's not a question, can we play separately? We're not making a decision when we break bring it up. That never can be the way you start a conversation with these kinds of things. It has to be sort of in this realm of fantasy bubble. Let's discuss what if, what would that look like? Why? Let's be curious, get all that out on the table in a safe place because me asking the question or my responses make no difference to the answer because that's not what this conversation is about.
1: And what I notice a lot with people that are are struggling with that is um, that they want their partner to play separately as well, mm-hmm. um, whether they're interested in it or not. Um, it's sort of as, uh, well, if uh, if I do it, then you, sh- you should do it too. And then mm-hmm. I'll feel better.
0: Right.
1: But I'm playing on my own because you're playing on your own. And uh, Or
0: literally that's the way some people bring it up. Why don't you play with other people? I think that would be hard. But really the ulterior motive is they want to play with other people. They want to play with other That's everybody. also not a way to bring it up. Yeah. So this is my suggestion. This is what I would work with my clients on and how I would, uh, you know, and so we talk a lot about connection and creating safety. And one of the ways to create safety is, first of all, being safe within yourself, meaning there's no shame and guilt about the question. There's no ulterior motive. You're coming to this discussion with a clear, um, simple, let's just explore and be curious about this thing. And this thing is just being put on the table to observe. We're not making any decisions about the thing. We're just talking about the thing. And then another conversation is, okay, now that we've talked about all that, we've been curious about that, what would be your reservations? Or how would you feel about that actually happening? Let's try that on for size. Right? And it's much and easier to have that conversation right. when you've already discussed all the things around it.
1: Right. I mean, this kind of comes back to that, you know, uh, subjective aspect as well. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, if you play separately, is it okay if it's in the next room, mm-hmm. but you're still in the same house,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you're physically close, but you know, you're not, There's you, ways can't, to you can't, start you can't
0: see like it. Right. Baby steps. Right? right. Well, maybe I can be on a, just a separate bed in the same room. And that's a way to start, you know, and then we right. can try that out. Hey, I can still see you, but I get to have my own experience without other people's bodies touching me, which is very distracting to me. Right. right. So I think
1: knowing knowing that there's a, there can be a progression.
0: <clears throat> absolutely. And understand like I'm gonna go on dates that. tomorrow, you know? Right. And yeah.
1: Yeah, you, you don't need to push that limit all no. the way to the the nth degree. I mean, it could be as simple as, you know, if we're next time we're at a party. If I went in another room and made out with somebody for a little bit
2: yeah and
1: been. we kept our clothes on but you know I had the opportunity to connect with somebody intimately with a little bit of touching a little bit of kissing on my own for a couple of minutes and came back and we talked about it and we you know I we explored it together and you know we discussed what what it felt like and so on. Mm-hmm is that a baby step too? Well, okay. Well, my clothes came off, but we, you know, it was just a soft swap Mm -hmm. action. And, you know, I think there can be a progression to that, that tests the waters for both, for both sides.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a great question. Thank you for asking it. Um, B and, uh, I hope that that is helpful. And if you have any more um, questions about that, if you want to talk about it further, you're welcome to reach out to me and uh, we can definitely have those kinds of conversations. And again, anybody, like if you want to book a call, I do offer you know one-off sessions as well. I do have a six-week mentorship where we can discuss specific plans and how to create, you know, how do we create that bubble, that fantasy bubble? Because that sounds really good, but I have no idea how to do that. Um, there's ways to figure that out. Also, the eight-week program, Breaking Free from Conformity, um, that is also something that I'm offering now. My first couples cohort is starting this month, and I'm very excited about it. So couples are doing it together rather than individuals, and I think that's going to be amazing because then they're going to leave with the same tools and the same understanding and awareness, which is going to just like magically transform their relationships, um, because it starts with two people becoming whole and, uh, that's really exciting. So is there any other questions? <laughs> He's slipping through the book, flipping through com- compersion conversation. Well, maybe we're going to have to have another, you know, maybe we'll just start the conversation with some compersion conversations, Maybe we could get a little panel together too. That might be fun. Or you know what?
1: I think I think a um, a follow up uh, podcast with four or five people on at once, going through maybe five or six to
0: topics. Show how that works?
1: And um, you know if we can if we can not talk over top of each other long enough to hear anybody's anybody's input. You can Uh, use the
0: hand raising (laughs) as I cut you off, as I cut you off right now. Yes, you cut me off. Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) So let's, let's get, I think, let's talk a little bit more about um, your vagina and, and, uh, and the hair. I think, I think everyone wants to know more.
0: The braids. (laughs) I promise if I, if I get braids done down there, I will, (laughs) I will send you a picture.
1: I'll have to get mine done too then. And oh man! <laughs> anyway,
2: oh, God. thank you
1: so much. Oh, thank you're you so welcome. much for for bringing me back on to this and uh, and having such a, a fun and silly conversation. I think we did actually accomplish a few things that we set out to. I think to talk we did about.
0: actually. I had my list in a roundabout year.
1: way. We finally got there.
0: We did. We got to all the things. We just are uh, long-winded, both of us. But that's all right because. I think it was valuable conversation. We're not just shooting the shit. I think it's like real stuff that, and I don't always talk a lot about specifically the lifestyle or sexuality and how it all applies. A lot of personal growth stuff is what I talk about, but this was, I think very practical um, for those who like 69, (laughs) for those who have been to the club 69 times or want to be at the club 69 times or whatever. Okay. Let me ask a question. I got a question for you. then. Okay.
1: If 69 is not your favorite, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because apparently women have to do a bunch more work than the man.
0: I just don't, I already have trouble with concentration and focus, so it's a lot for me.
1: Apparently me just lying there on my back is uh, less, less work than, than what the woman has to do. If that is not your favorite, what is your favorite position?
0: Okay, let me just, before I answer that, let's just reverse this a second, okay? (laughs) All right, I'm on my back now.
1: Right. Good luck with that.
0: I get to sit there as you dip in and out of my mouth, okay? All right. And then you have to hold your arms, and you have to get in a position where you can reach my parts and, you know, keep your head up and your neck's not getting too sore, because it's not being, you know, coddled by a pillow. So just imagine that for a minute. Is I that am. It's as- fantastic? Okay, we'll see. Well, why are oh, not you get to be on top?
1: <laughs> the difference, the difference, I think, jokes aside, I think the difference is as a woman, you can you can ride somebody's face, you know. To a degree, without suffocating the poor guy.
0: True.
1: Right? Whereas, uh, obviously, with a guy on top, one, uh, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I'm obviously much heavier than you are. Um, That's a lot of weight to either have directly on top of you or to hold I mean, I'm
0: hoping you're going to use those knees because I use the knees. Right.
1: So, I mean, there's only one way to find out. We're going to have (laughs) to... (laughs)
0: how did we'll have to take turns gonna happen but you did want to know what my favorite is
1: what is your favorite
0: um like it depends if it's like if i want to come or not but usually like riding on top gently riding and rocking so yeah not that i'm not the like uh get on my feet and like bounce up and down like I, I die that my th- my thighs are not made for that right now so um yeah that one no although that's the preferred one for a lot of men when they're on their back and and the woman's on top like the cowgirl or the reverse cowgirl blah blah that's not that's not what I'm talking about so I as mean, it's like you know kind of boring for the guy but I really like it so there you go.
1: I don't know. I I find it hard to believe that having a naked woman on top of you riding your deck is boring.
2: All right. Well, I don't know you- what
1: level of excitement you need in your life, but that sounds pretty amazing. So I think right. I think you're good. I think you're good.
0: All right. All right. Well, there you go. It's all about the view and whatever else. Fantastic. <laughs> so now everybody knows way too much about me this yes. is the thing right when i walk into the club sometimes and there's people that listen to my podcast they're like oh my god green how are you i listen to your bot and i'm like oh shit how much do you know about me well i don't do have to find, explain do, you everything. You re-
1: do you find you're getting more recognized now oh after, yeah after 69 episodes yeah. or do you feel like you are getting to be no, yeah,
0: people actually bring their friends up to me at the club sometimes now. And they're like, oh, my God, I told them about your podcast. Look, this is Kareen. This is her. This is the girl who I was telling you about Fantastic. who you listen to. And they're like, they're like, oh, and I'm like, oh, shit. What do you know about me? <laughs> you know, my religion, my background, my family, my dynamics, like your favorite what, position. you know, my favorite positions." That I like light like, touch. What my erotic blueprint is. Where I like to travel. What kind of people I'm into. What my community. Yeah. So you know a lot about me. So I, I mean, that just makes it easier for them to get to know me. I guess. Like we can just bypass all the like. So what's your style? What are you into? Right.
2: No,
1: nothing left. <laughs> what are your to talk boundaries? About? Absolutely nothing left. to talk about.
0: Well, they know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, okay. I'm not even gonna try if I if I'm not cuddly. So she has to be able to cuddle, have an intelligent conversation, be a good kisser. So at least they know those three things about me off the get-go. So I don't get a lot of really bad kissers anymore because you know, my podcast. No, I'm just you looted them
2: all
0: out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. We could go all day. So I'm gonna like force us off here because um it's been almost like two hours. Well we've been on the phone since nine, so
2: yeah. Whoops.
0: It is almost one o'clock. So just folks, uh, you got a short version. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's the name of my sex day.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. Well, can you send us a link of how to buy your compersion conversations book on Amazon? And I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, so, send that to me today because this episode comes out tomorrow. So, yeah, we love to live on the edge here um, at the uh, Breaking Free Authentically. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll do my, my quick final plug conversion conversations uh, available on Amazon.ca and the Sip Stripper Smooch uh, card game, lifestyle card game, icebreaker card game, um, which I mean, will have you. Kissing yes. and stripping and drinking, um, you know, and all, just so many laughs. Uh, well, and if you want to see
0: my boobs with, and if front, you want to
1: see Corinne's boobs, and you want to go to the website www.sipstripsmooch.com, <laughs> sipstripsmooch.com, and you never and, know, and you'll get to see Corinne's uh, um, cleavage minimum.
0: I, you might, you might be able to engage in 69 while playing sip strip smooch you never know
1: you know it's not one of the cards but i think we should add it
0: ooh. oh definitely now oh the um you know limited edition card pack is going to have some koreanism's uh, in there
1: yeah it's going to be for professionals only
0: Professionals <laughs> only, seasoned not, seasoned the, pros be- only. not yeah. the beginner pack
1: yeah the acrobatic oh, you version. know what
0: you also need like a bucket list deck of cards Oh, that's a great idea! Actually, we need to talk because okay. those who are bucket list people can 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 play sip, strip, smooch the bucket list version, right? And then they can get a lot of those things checked off their list right there. It's gonna, the be, a,
1: it's gonna be a nasty night. What <laughs> <But laughs> we find, what the we DTF found most times, bucket games, list version. Yeah.
0: I have got to be serious.
1: Yeah, if it's a bucket list version, they're going to get through like three hands of the game and then the game will be pushed aside because no one's going to be looking but to... But it uh,
0: has served its purpose.
1: Well, then it has. It has served its purpose. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that would Usually definitely be we, more fun than Usually we get to play for a half an hour,
1: 45 minutes before, you know, we're pushing it aside, but... You
0: isn't know. your little thing more fun than a bucket of dildos or... It's uh,
1: more, more fun than a bag of dildos.
0: Bag of dildos.
1: Although... A true story. We did did give a friend a bag of dildos for Christmas, and I think she had more fun with that. So you might have to maybe it's fa- well, false advertising.
0: Mm. <laughs> well, it depends who's playing. I guess. <laughs> Anyways, I love you and thank you so much for being here. And thanks, Grant. We're gonna do this again soon. So, cheers. Okay. Have a great day. Bye. Okay, so there you have it. That is episode 69. It was a long one, but it was worth it, wasn't it? I thought it was worth it. I didn't want to cut anything because it was just a lot of fun. I hope that you learned a lot today. There's a lot of things we talked about that I haven't talked about in a long time or haven't talked about yet. So if you really wanted a little bit of a instructional or... A a deeper dive into specifics in the lifestyle, at the club, how to have conversations, all of that juicy stuff is in this episode, along with some humor, and you probably learned a lot about me that, uh, well, that you maybe wanted to know. I, I don't know, but maybe you can relate, and maybe you've been thinking those things, but wouldn't dare to say them out loud like I did. Uh but you know again all about authenticity this is how I roll this podcast is actually such a great way to show what the lifestyle is like the people the connections that you make Tova and I have known each other virtually for almost 10 years now and we never met in person till this year and We just hit it off as great friends right away, and that is my life. Those are the kind of friendships that I have in my world on a regular basis. How fun is that? This is how free it feels. You can have conversations about literally anything, including braids and beads on hair that should never have braids and beads, but there you have it. We can laugh and joke about all kinds of things. Nothing's off limits. And I love that because I don't have to filter what I say. And we don't have to have shame about our thoughts. It's really just fun and personable and authentic and intelligent at the same time. Like What an informative, intelligent conversation as well as having fun that's what I love. These are my people. This is my family, as I like to say. And so I hope that you get confidence listening to this, realizing that who you are deep down matters. And there's zero shame about who you are, what your desires are, who you want to be, who you want to hang out with, what your preferences are, how you want to play. What conversations you want to have with your partner. All of it is permissible. You get to really talk about this stuff. Bring it in this realm of fantasy. Enjoy talking about it before making any decisions about it. It's such a good way and safe way to have these conversations without anybody getting their back up be curious. All these conversations have to be shrouded in curiosity. If you don't, you're asking for trouble because we all have wounds. We all have trauma of some sort, some worse than others. And when you ask direct questions without kind of having the the curious, fun part behind exploring the topic... Many people just get their backs up and we never can have a safe conversation about it. And we get frustrated. We get resentful with our partners. We get resentful with our friends. We get resentful with ourselves because we're busy shaming ourselves for even wanting something because we don't know how to bring it up. So let's be curious. Let's talk about things. Let's talk about things that are taboo in a way that's just explorative and fun and curious. Get curious. Have fun. Try 69. Tell me if you enjoy it or if you're like me. To be honest, I was looking at some pictures of 69 for this cover photo, and it's really hard to find anything that's going to be permissible to post. But it made me perhaps rethink my thoughts on 69, so maybe I'll report back. Maybe I'll do some experimenting and uh, let you know how it goes. Or not. Just keep it to myself. We'll see. Anyways, that's the fun of being a podcast host, is you get to decide. Sometimes on a whim, because, you know, again, authenticity is my thing. I am so glad you're here. I'm so glad you listened to this conversation and stuck it through. If you made it to the end, yay, good for you. Uh, I thought I think that we made the end worth it for you. Remember, I will put the link to Compersion Conversations in the show notes for you. And I also just want to remind you that I have opened up my program, my eight-week program, Breaking Free from Conformity, to have couples cohorts now as well. And so I have one spot left, only one, in the January cohort, so please book a call right away, reach out to me, whatever, and let me know if you're interested in that last spot before it goes. I wanna keep the cohorts fairly small and intimate so that it is easier to have conversations. Uh, Right now, if you are in the lifestyle, and you want a little bit more empowerment in your relationship and are struggling to have these conversations, are struggling to own your desires and your fantasies. You don't know quite how to ask the questions. You're not sure what you want. Even sometimes you're struggling with setting boundaries. Uh, maybe you're struggling with some parts of your sexuality, your openness, Whatever it may be, we can help. This program will help with those things, I absolutely promise you. So if that's you, you will definitely fit this cohort very, very well. So please reach out ASAP so that you can be a part of that. If you have any other questions, please put them in the Facebook group or email me or DM me. However you want to get a hold of me. I really appreciate your feedback. I appreciate your messages, your love, everything. So, as I always say, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have an amazing week and go 69! Try it out. Love you all. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Coaching, and you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity authenticity is the key. Have a great week.